0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone.
1: This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
2: With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a
0: while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
2: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: See website for details. Wait, so you really want to make a podcast? <laughs>
2: do, 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 do. Yeah, what if we just sang our uh, music? Maybe we
0: should get some real music, Samantha.
2: The podcast came. Are oh, you still
0: recording. Very...
2: Survival Jobs is a podcast spotlighting artists, their side hustles, and their passions.
0: Hosted by Samantha Titsolo and Jason A. Coons.
2: Boom. Sweet. Okay. Love
0: it. Okay, Samantha, cigarettes.
2: Episode
0: three. Let's do a mic check.
2: So give us a little Survival job story.
0: I worked as a PA on a bunch bunch of different shows, but my first time was working on the show White Collar, which was starring Matt Bomer, who mm. was with uh, Robin, star- co-starred with Robin in Boys in the Band. I was like a new PA and I was like so excited. And we were on, loc- yes. we were on in the studio and there's two studios there and they were shooting on the studios and another one's was empty. I was an office PA and I was looking for crafty. I was looking for the on-set crafty. It was like so much better. So I go look into the studio and it was like an empty one. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm not shooting in here. I'm just like, oh, wow, this is so amazing. I feel so cool. Like I'm working in New York City. I'm working on a hit show. <sighs> and then I'm like, oh, I want that crafty. So I'm like going back Less to the And I opened the door and as I'm opening the door, Matt Bomer like, is walking in <laughs> and I wasn't expecting to see him. So I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> and he was
2: like, <laughs> Trying to be yeah, out. Cool. I
0: trying, yeah, I was trying not to be a weirdo. Um, but he has like the most beautiful eyes. Like seriously, they're like he piercing. really.
2: His eyes are very beautiful.
0: Um. So I was just like, oh, I'm just looking for crafty. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'm just looking for a place to uh just run over some things. Um. And he was very, very, very nice and very kind. And that was just really special because you know it was my first time. You know, I've thought. I was like the shit. I was like, "Yes, like I have my own What do you name mean you tag. thought you
2: are the shit? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was that was a good one. That was but a I very that. beautiful experience. <laughs>
2: um, yeah. So, wait, have you watched Firefly Lane?
0: No, I heard it's really good, though.
2: Yeah, so I binged the whole thing. It is yeah. so good. I don't know. I know we like to talk about in the mic check something that's inspiring to us any art we've recently seen and I don't know. This show was super inspiring to me for art, but also for like real life and friendships. It's the values and and genuine friendships of like ups and downs was really beautiful to see and like life's, up, life's ups and downs. I also love that Katherine Heigl is a producer on it. I'm like, yes, girl, get it. Produce the thing <laughs> that you are the lead in by the way, yeah. I'm saying that with confidence. I'm 90% sure she's a producer on it. Maybe she's not, but I'm pretty sure. I'm
0: dead. No, I love <laughs> that. I love when you like, you know, because it's such a crazy time. We're still in the pandemic and we're still like so much disaster yeah, in the yes, world, in our know. country, and so much hate. Having like an outlet to watch something like that just like, take you, takes you out of it. You know, kind of what this podcast, we kind of hope this podcast does. It like, gives people yeah. a little bit of levity in such hard and... Challenging to say the least, times that's why art is important, you know. Art Um, is so important. Shit, watching insecure the like last summer was the highlight of my summer because I was like all alone in my apartment, you know. Oh yeah, because you
2: were still in the city for I was still in the city, yeah.
0: In the middle of the pandemic, in the middle of all the Black Lives Matter stuff, and just having that half an hour of like Insecure, easier. Forgetting.
2: Was- do you know something sick? I'm embarrassed <laughs> to say I've never seen Insecure.
0: Oh my gosh, you gotta I watch. Know.
2: And also bag. <laughs> I know, I'm sick. Oh, I just, I love to rewatch things I love. For example, Scandal, for example, Law and Order SVU. Like I'm a sicko and I rewatch. I mean, them, I watch The I Office know. like every day. I think it's sick, but I also love to do it. <laughs> no, I'm the same. I literally was
0: watching The Office before this.
2: Let me tell you something else sick. Never watched The Office, I know. No. Don't even okay. look at me like
0: that. Quitting the podcast.
2: No, you can't. <laughs> it You're ends in this. You
0: Mary. have to watch The Office. It's so funny. Okay. I will. No, I I'm serious. All right. Listen, by the time really we talk next, story. I
2: promise I'll watch The Office. Okay, tell me the quick story.
0: Night nine is nine, nine seasons. Right. No, you only gotta watch the first five.
1: Okay. No, but
0: I did a web series. I'll make this really short. I did a web series called Shaw a couple years ago, and it was like a mockumentary, like documentary type thing. Everyone's like, you got to watch The Office. You got to watch The Office. Like, when I wrote it, they read the script. They're like, oh, got to watch The Office. I was like, okay. So I watched The Office, the first episode, and it was so bad. It was just not funny. I was not into it. I was like, this is not looking like my show. Um, my show was inspired by Modern Family. I love Modern Family.
2: Never watched really Modern short. Family either.
0: Oh, my God. I was like, okay, I'm going to try it one more time. And I ended up watching until episode two. And episode two was so funny. And then I kept watching. And that was, like, my favorite show
2: okay I promise the next time we talk I will talk to you about the office and I promise I will have watched
0: at least a pilot of okay. modern, okay, modern family too okay fine
2: I've okay I lied I have like seen modern family on in reruns but I've never like sat
0: and you like the drama that's why
2: I do, but you I know, love that
0: scandal. You know, that Shonda Rhymes, right?
2: I love Shonda Rhymes. I never watched <laughs> Grey's Anatomy, but I love how to get away with murder and scandal. And I got, yeah. I'm like, I love SVU. I love Dick Wolf. I love Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, yeah. Jimmy, Drama. I think it's kind of sick in my mind. I want to be on like, a, I want to be Olivia Pope, Olivia Benson. I'll be to Olivia's.
0: A, Olivia from The Cosby Show.
2: <laughs> I mean, Annalise Keating, give me a break. Hello? Oh my
0: gosh. I miss her. Uh, we, love even,
2: we... <laughs> we, <laughs> we
1: love Viola. Oh my God,
2: here we are talking about Viola again. I know. You know what? We know what we know. Did you we see like
0: Ma Rainey? Like... Ah! We talked about this, right? Yeah,
2: oh we didn't. Gosh. I mean, we did, but yes, I saw Ma Rainey. Give She's a revelation, y'all. Give her the Oscar. So, everyone, the real reason we're here today talking is to talk to our good friend, amazing artist, Mary McGowan. I'm sorry, Mary Cynthia McGowan, people. Yes,
0: she is a director. She is a producer, an actor, and an assistant based in Brooklyn, New York. miss New York. She is a 2017 graduate of Syracuse University where she received her BFA in acting and she even studied abroad at Shakespeare's Globe Theater in London. Badass.
2: Boom, boom, boom. Yes, and since she graduated, she's worked as an associate and assistant director As well as in arts administration at various venues, including the American Repertory Theater, Master Voices, New York City Center, uh, where she was the assistant director of Evita. Um, And currently, she has been working as one of the assistant directors of the 1776 revival that will one day be on Broadway. So basically, Mary is... Broadway opens up such a badass when broccoli opens up that's right soon
0: soon soon yes
2: we love mary and we cannot wait to talk to her so we hope you guys
0: and we worked with her
2: yes we all did so (laughs) i'm sure we will touch on that also
0: yeah i love it love her
2: let's get it let's get it (laughs) all right let's go talk to mary (laughs) yes
0: mary mary mcgowan mary (laughs) there's something about mary
2: <laughs> Hi, right. Mary. Welcome to Survival Jobs, a podcast. Thank you so much, Sam. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so happy okay. to have you, Mary. Yeah, I was going to uh, say the same. I feel honored to be in your presence.
1: <laughs> you should not. I feel honored to be on my first ever podcast.
0: <gasps> this is your first ever podcast?
1: I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I've never done a
2: podcast I can't believe oh, we're so taking cool. your podcast doing
1: virginity yeah <laughs> podcast <laughs> doing virginity sounds also, right. the podcasts I listen to are all like about murder so
2: this oh, is new in that right. way too you know that's funny because it, when preparing for this podcast I was listening to a ton of podcasts and every <laughs> single thing out there is murder 90% yeah. of the podcasts on Apple are murder
1: and, and i listen so to every single one of them do you get scared
2: <laughs> or are you okay
1: no,
2: i'm okay see usually when <laughs> i listen to a murder podcast i think i then will be murdered
1: well i sort of think the same thing but i also feel like i'm more prepared like i would Excellent. know how to get out of those situations yes, because i've listened I to so many it.
2: right now you know the facts 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 for sure
0: So, I feel about Reddit when I look up like the Stranger Dangers on Reddit, or like I don't know if you guys know that, but I'd be reading all those before bed and I'm like, oh, at least I'll know like how to escape if like someone tries to get my ass or something, which is like very rare, like who's gonna get me, but you know,
2: do you then have crazy (laughs) dreams if you're reading this before bed?
0: No, but I did have a crazy dream yesterday, which is so off topic. But Oprah was telling me I need to write every day in my dream, isn't that crazy?
2: Then you have to do it. <laughs> you have to. No. By the way, this is episode three. We've talked about Oprah on every single episode so far. And by the way, it's only three, but still yeah, early. Really? <laughs> that's funny. Maybe
0: that's why. But I was like, that's just a weird dream to have. Like Oprah telling me to write every day. It it's was a like a premonition. Oh, funny. Yeah. Well, well, sorry. Off topic. <laughs>
2: off topic. Well, anyway, Mary, this <laughs> podcast is not about murder. Sorry to break your heart. Oh, man. <laughs> but we really wanted to bring you on here and talk about your survival jobs, your art, Mm -hmm. what you're up to, what you've been up to, how you got to where you are, you're thriving. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) We just wanted to talk to you and have a great old time.
1: That's great.
2: So I think we're just going to jump right in. And I want to ask you right away,
1: what was your best survival job and why? Obviously, it was working at a Havelina Text Mex with Sam and Jason, 119 East 18th Street. Look at me remembering.
2: Yes. I could almost
1: give you the phone number, probably. I could too 212
2: 539 0202. Okay, wow. I, couldn't, I couldn't. Call them for takeout. This is an
1: ad. Havelina <laughs> <laughs> Text Mex, this is Mary. Um, and I think it was my favorite. Definitely, definitely because of the people. And we had a great group of people there.
2: We did. We really did. It was a good crew, man.
1: Do you have oh, like geez. a fun
2: story, like one of your favorite stories from
1: working there? Like I feel like I ended up staffing that entire restaurant with members of my graduating class. Like just like one by one, I was just like adding on staff members to the point where like the schedule was literally like Syracuse class of 2017, plus like three (laughs) other people. And I thought that was really funny because I started, I started working there the summer between my sophomore and junior year. And then I worked there like the next summer too. And then the next summer was, I had graduated, but I, I did my last semester of college in New York city and worked at Javelina like at on the nights. I would like have class. And my last class was like an exercise thing that we did, like a fitness class. And I remember I when you did run. that. I would like sprint from wherever it was, like East 30th Street to Union Square, like do some dry shampoo and like go to the host stand. Wow. Um, go to
2: the host stand? Yeah, and
1: my, the host I'm stand bad. that was like teetering on collapse. <laughs> The entire time I worked
2: there, it was like on the bar. For sure. To sidebar and interject, right before this pandemic, a beautiful, beautiful host stand was built. Sturdy, beautiful, built like from wood, <laughs> from wood, obviously. <laughs> but like,
0: it could have been metal.
2: <laughs> yeah, like custom made. So I'm so sorry that you had to miss that host stand, Mary. Didn't you get that job because you had dinner there?
1: I, I did because I went to have dinner there with my dad because my mom is from Texas and we love queso. It's how mm-hmm. most people end up at Javelina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some, some type of thing like that. And it, it was like just opening. It was like the first or second week it had opened and we were like, queso hey, in New York, like, let's go. And I was looking for a job because, um, I mean, number one, I just needed a job, but I was studying abroad in London <laughs> My junior year. So it was like the summer before that. So I was trying to like work really hard that summer, like make all the money that I could so that I could like bring it abroad with me. Um, and I was looking for a restaurant job, but I didn't have any restaurant experience. And we sit down to have dinner at Havelina. And our server was Brian, who my dad Aww. knew.
2: Love it. Give him a shout before. out. Brian, yes. Yeah, the
1: had- shout out to Brian. And <laughs> my dad and him had worked together before. And I was like, oh, this place is new. Like, are they hiring? Cause we like already knew him. And he was like, they might be hiring some hosts. And I was just like, I'd like to host here. And they were like, okay. And then I like <laughs> showed up the next day. And I was like, I'm going in for an interview. And they were like, these are the tables.
2: I feel like that's how all of the training shifts went at Havelina. Like yeah. you showed up thinking you were either training or in an interview and you were like, here "Oh here yeah. you go. Here's a menu. Well, when work. I was like
1: retraining to be like a server, I think I I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, be shadowing and like learning how to do this. And then by like halfway through the night, I had like five tables that like had only talked to me and I was like, okay.
2: You're like, That's dip great. the taquito in the white case. So it's excellent.
1: It's like, listen to me. They're oh. wanting me to upsell you and I'm not going to. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, you don't want
0: to add a float you don't want to add a floater
1: <laughs> i was so bad at that jason i was like that just I would gives straight me btsd no listen sam i would straight up remember when we'd have contests so we'd have contests yep. for the people listening that didn't work at hopolina and I'm which like, i'm sure there's it's you know an uneven um <laughs> most people have probably worked at hopolina i probably also think that <laughs> we'd have like contests for like whoever could upsell the most And I would go up to a table and be like, they want me to give you Casamigos, which is three extra dollars. I think Escalon is just as good and it's one extra dollar and it's still going to do me a solid for this contest. Uh And then sometimes the tables would just like go with me and I'd have the most upsells. Technically, it would be the least amount of money, but I would just be like straight up and be like, it's $1 difference and I could win something and it would work. Yes. It would, I've never honest. told her like, that fantastic. before because she's my manager. That's a great strategy though how. to win.
2: Right? Hey guys, I could win and instead of you paying 3, you can pay 1 and I would do that. I would still win. And it's it is better tequila, right? Yeah, and I don't by the way, I don't drink a ton of tequila, but I don't think there's much of a difference. By the way, we're trying to get Casamigos to sponsor us one day. So I don't want to say this, but I don't think there's much of a
1: difference between Espelon and Casamigos. Well, unless unless the person's like, I want a skinny margarita. And then you're like, you should really get Casamigos because it's like smoother. You don't need as much agave. That would always <laughs> I always too. say that, yeah. You guys like, That's did? so funny. Uh-huh. I'd be like, yeah, you don't need as much sugar with the Casamigos. And people be like, mm, healthy. And then they would get it. Yep. Healthy.
0: <laughs> you want to make it skinny
1: <laughs> yeah guys i'm having maybe a lot i of taught cool jason PTSD. that maybe that's why
2: jason does that well i love that that's your best survival job
0: well i was going to transition to what was your worst survival job since you talked about the best one
1: i'm torn between two things you not tell because them either was like no i know which one's going to be worse but i'll share both just like while we're talking survival jobs i don't even know if this was really a survival job but i was a camp counselor um and i just like sometimes have problems. Like I'm, I, I'm not like the hugest child fan. Um, (laughs) and the age group I was assigned to was like the youngest group at camp. It was like eight year olds. So I was in charge of like a cabin of 12, eight year olds that were like away from home for the first time. And it just was like, I'd say that was like my hardest survival job, which is like why I thought it might be the worst, but I, it was a camp that I went to and that I loved and that I had a lot of friends at. So I don't think that that was the worst, but like It was comical that that was something that I was in charge of at like 16 or 17. But I think the worst (laughs) was at the same summer that I started at Havelina. Like I said, I was like really trying to build up my funds to go to London.
0: that cash money.
1: Yeah, getting that cash money. I was working two jobs. The other job, I was a sales associate at Urban Outfitters. It wasn't, it wasn't really bad there, but I did not like working in retail at
0: all. Retail is literally the worst thing ever.
1: It was <laughs> terrible. And also I think like what I said about like why Javelino is my favorite being the people is like, that is not a thing at retail. Cause you're all stationed at different places. There's like so many people that work for the companies, So you're not scheduled consistently with people you like know. So there's no like building up anything and you just go and you're by yourself and I was always assigned like a really early morning before the store opened so I would just like sit on the corner in the West Village like on a stoop and drink coffee because I'm so early like both of you know that I'm early always to everything so I would you get there really like, yeah I would get there like 25 minutes early and then the, but the store is locked <laughs> and the person with the key would get there like five minutes past when they were supposed to so I would just <laughs> sit there and be like what am I doing Mm-hmm. so that was the worst for sure but I got like it was a good pro tip because I had that employee discount so I was yes. getting the clothes that I was wearing to Havelina from urban outfitters
2: what was your role there like you were just like please guess, get this cute shirt on
1: sale <laughs> <laughs> I when you work there as like a general sales associate I guess I, from my memory it's like I've almost repressed it but you could get a sign like different positions in the store and you would like switch around so one of them was like the greeter which is like the person that just like stands at the front and is like hey you know for like five hours (laughs) Um, oh my gosh and like bye thank you like that kind of person um then there's like the cash register you work sometimes I that was always my favorite because you could like talk to people and see what they bought like I always like seeing what people like ended up with that is fun (laughs) It's, like, a little nosy, but you know what I mean? Or, like, why someone is returning something. Like, I feel like that's a more interesting <laughs> place to be. And then there's, like, you know, the person that helps you get the dressing room. There's all sorts of possibilities oh, yeah. as a sales associate. Wow. How long did and you, you do them all? Before? Oh, like, two months max. You were like, I've got to get out and of here. I realized that, like, saying that now makes it sound like I really gave up. But it was, like, the summer, so I think... Mm. I think I like stuck with it like the whole summer that I was in New York from college and then I was like no
2: listen two months is long Jason and I talked about both of us worked like survival jobs for a day two days <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> two hours <Facts>. <laughs> <laughs> two months is really commitment proud of
1: you well, girl I guess
0: I mean, retail yeah. is the worst You do you have to do like ever have to do the gene wall like I, oh I yeah, we have to be at, like
1: folding. You, you have to yeah. fold everything back in place, all
0: that. I still have I used to work at a clothing store for five years. Uh five it was like my years? first job. Yeah, I worked at the gap and I was like it was my first like real job and I was like 16. So like every time I go like clothing shopping, I still have to fold everything. So I get like <laughs> like you know that yeah. feeling oh of, me too. I oh, always
1: fold stuff when I put it back. Yeah,
0: because you feel like oh, how bad it was like when people were working. So I just always like fold stuff.
1: If you're looking for something at the bottom and the people that mess up like all the ones before that, it's like you can lift a stack.
0: I know they would just like rip it out. That would always
1: blow my mind. Like they'd rifle through the smalls. And it's like, if you know you're looking for a large, like just pick them up.
2: (laughs) Okay, Mary. So obviously you worked survival jobs because you had a larger goal. So why
1: did you choose to become an artist? you know, I always feel sort of lame when, I don't know, I guess like a lot of artists, artists and artist friends of mine, it's like, there's always this kind of like, I knew I wanted to be an artist when, and there's like some kind of thing that like draws you to being an artist that, that is the reason that you are one, I guess, if that makes sense. But for me, I think I never really thought about doing anything else besides working in theater. Definitely had to do with my dad working in theater. And I always kind of like, I think when you're a kid, like you just think that an adult does whatever your parents do. You're like, that's what you, you grow up. And like, that's what you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. and my mom worked several jobs. Um, she was a librarian. She worked in the fashion industry. She's a food designer. She has like all sorts of cool things that she's done, but, uh, a lot of my like formative years, she was home with us. Um, so like the example I had of like a job job was my dad and he's an actor. And I think that's sort of why I was like, okay, so I'll be an actor. Like, it was just kind of like, that's what you do when you grow up and, and then you're in the school play. And then by that point you've been in so many of them, they're like, pick a college major and you're like theater, I guess. Cause like <laughs> I, I, that's all I'm good at. And then you're in college. So then what can you do after college? You know, and I, I think it, it. I'm not trying to say that I'm not passionate about it because I'm so passionate about it. And I think I'm like exactly where I'm supposed to be as far as like working in this field. But I think like that initial spark for me isn't something that I think everyone has. I think it was just like overexposure. I saw so much theater. I like digested so much art and I was around it all the time. And I was around like adults that worked in it all the time. And it was just kind of like a natural fit
0: for me. Yeah, I feel like also because because your dad was on Broadway, right? If mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, yeah. So I think also seeing how like that's like the pinnacle for a theater artist, right? Is to be on Broadway that must have been hugely influential, for- influential, influential <laughs> for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I also had like the the luck, or like I was lucky enough to always think of a career in the arts as something that was attainable. Like I didn't have that moment that was like, oh, you're risking everything. You know, you have those check-ins as you go, like in college, you have your moments Mm -hmm. of like, why am I majoring in this? Like, what (laughs) am I doing? Um, or like in this pandemic, for example, like what are we doing Um, (laughs) for example, or for a big example. But I think like, it wasn't something that was unattainable to me. I always had like comfort with professional theater with Broadway, with like film and TV shows. It wasn't something that was like starry and far away. It was just something that like people did, which I think like, you know, that, that translates to a lot of life. Like if you see someone actually do it, it like makes it just makes goals more realistic or like they feel more realistic. For sure. Which I think is so nice from what you
2: just said. Like you had a different experience. You were like, oh, this is great. And it's attainable. And I can do it just like you said, versus like Mm -hmm. everyone else being like, well, have a backup plan. Well, it's hard. Well, this, well, that, like you were given permission to a dream at such a young age. I don't even know if you really realized that you were like dreaming. It was
1: just normal.
2: I
0: it was a reality that. it was a reality for you
1: how fun yeah. and i mean you know if my dad like listens to this he would be like no i was like why are you being an actress like i'm sure <laughs> that in my <laughs> head too but like it was always in a way like what are you gonna tell me like you can't you know <laughs>
0: like yeah that's like a big thing what i'm doing with like the film festival is like trying to empower people to to know that these are dreams that can become reality so i relate to yeah. that so much mary i love that oh. yeah
2: that was an excellent yes, answer.
0: I know, right?
2: I'm I saying it's like an excellent was... answer. Like she made it up. That's just her life. This was her truth.
0: <laughs> but she said it so so well. Like I'm
1: I don't telling know, I you the that. truth. Thank you for not lying what, to us. I would never, except for about upselling Casamigos. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Casamigos, please in watch in Survival Jobs a podcast.
0: Yes, <laughs> Casamigos. Cos- like
2: Casamigos, are you listening? George Clooney. <laughs> yeah, are you out there? <laughs> Hello George, you know, just a sidebar quickly. I had this regular javelina for a long time. You guys probably would know her if you saw her and I I I'm Are we so talking sorry. about Jody? No, but let's oh. shout out Jody. Maybe she'll listen. Major shout out to yes, Jody. Jody. <laughs> this woman, I can't remember her name, but we are Instagram friends and every time she came to the restaurant and her husband would come every Friday and every time she came she said can I please have a strawberry George she wanted a strawberry margarita on the rocks with Casamigos but she ordered a strawberry George people love George Clooney
1: (laughs) I wonder if now people are going to start trying to upsell um, didn't Kendall Jenner just come out with a tequila did she? she did I saw on Instagram because my roommates and I are (laughs) watching (laughs) Up with the Kardashians that's where we're at in this pandemic
2: listen I've been binging because we're in the final is today Thursday?
1: Yeah. New episode today. Well, we're on season three, so... Oh, For wow. the well, first time? Correct. <gasps> I've never been into reality TV, to be honest, until this year. Like, we have watched <laughs> so much. It's probably just to, like, watch people live life. Right. Because you're like, I'm not experienced much <laughs> <It's> Like uh- a <laughs> masochistic
2: <laughs> thing that we're like. Oh, my God. Really? It's so good. My
0: goodness. Yeah. Mary, speaking of being in a pandemic... And just being an artist, like, I know you said your dad was so influential and and he made you feel like, you know, you could do this, right? Mm -hmm. Was there ever a point when you felt like giving it up, not doing this, beating the pavement, trying to, you know, act and direct and being creative?
1: I mean, sort of all the time.
0: has <laughs> yes, to me, like every day, I'm like, what am I doing? Same, yeah, I'm like same, 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 every same,
1: time same. I give myself time to think. Yeah, I think for sure. I think there's been different like moments. I think when I was deciding um, whether or not to pursue acting in college, like when I was trying to decide what to apply for to college for, I went through like a time where I was like, maybe I shouldn't. I always really liked school. Like I liked. I'm like a very academic person. And I was like super nerdy, all of high school, like all the APs, like really study, study, study. And I think I got, you know, I, I always like prided myself on like getting really good grades and like studying really hard. And then when it was time to apply for college, I was like, I should be like applying for like actual college is like the way that I was thinking about it. Maybe this is (laughs) the time to like choose to not be an academic, but like pick something like journalism or like mm-hmm. English or science of some sort. Like I was always, I just like went through that for a bit. Um, but then I was kind of like, I don't want to work in any of those fields. So I think right. you go to college to like prepare yourself for the field. Um, which I think is what ended up being my sort of ultimate decision there. And then I'd say like, I also kind of went through that when I was like, not transitioning out of acting. Cause I, I, still consider myself sort of an actor and like I could see myself doing it at some point if I was like given an opportunity to do so but I had a lot of like doubts sort of my first like year out of college kind of like navigating the acting scene where I was like this is trash and I guess I kind of did give up (laughs) in a way there (laughs) like we can call that a give up for sure I was like I'm gonna take a full-time job in administrative Work So I think that, you know, was a decision that I made that kind of was like giving up in one way, but like following a different path in another. And then I'd say now is kind of like the third time. And I think that this one sort of points to something else. I'm feeling a bit. So it was acting, then I was directing for a while. For me, like I was like, that's what I can do. And now I'm kind of like into the world of producing a little more. And I think it's because... I think it's because I don't think my original ideas are like, whoa, what is needed? sort of like the narrative that I like maybe operate in as like a cis white woman that's like semi-privileged that's like always done theater like I don't think I need to be like I'm gonna put this piece of art it's gonna be so important like I don't think it (laughs) is gonna be important and like that's fine like I don't need to have that like original idea and I think like producing is kind of an interesting way to like not latch on to other people's brilliance, but like, sort of, like, I think if you like believe in something, there's like something kind of beautiful about like, Oh, I could like help make that happen. And I could like be a really valuable part of this process, but I don't need to like generate it. Like it doesn't. And I think like my skills too are very like task oriented. So Mm. I guess that, that doesn't speak to like giving up, but I think it speaks to like giving up like different types of like, there are like different parts of myself as an artist that I think I have Mm. sort of, given up but not in like a defeatist way just in a like I there's a phrase that Diane actually says a lot who is who I worked for for like three years before this and she always would say to like actors in rehearsal she would say hold on tightly let go lightly and I feel like that is kind of like a very good mantra of like when you think you want something like hold on to it tightly but if it's like time to like move past it that's like also yeah and it shouldn't be like a big deal
0: I love that so much
1: yeah Like my, my mouth was just like dropped
2: open, just like listening like a big dummy.
0: Kind of reminded me of what Robin, Robin was our our guest Mm -hmm. on the last episode. He was talking about having that kind of like parallel career. Do you remember that, Samantha? Yes. He was saying like, you can have, you know, your artistic um, endeavors and you can have something else on the side, which Mm -hmm. is like not on the side. It's like parallel. It's like a parallel career. You can do both. And I love that that you you saw that. Like you have this, you're task-oriented, you're goal-oriented. You know, like you maybe don't have the story to tell right now. So you're gonna help other people make that happen. And mm. I thought that that's very good awareness that you have there. I don't know. I really admire that.
2: Yeah, that's great awareness. And also I also love that you, although quote, are like giving up on acting, but like not, but you're still staying in the field in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're still staying creative and using your training and, and passion in all these different ways, which sort of brings us to our next question, which you kind of already answered, yes. but I'm going to ask it anyway, because okay, great. you have something else to say. So you made a clear like transition from acting to directing, right? Yes. So like what made you do that? Slash, Can you share some of your experiences with your assistant directing? Because by the way, like Pretty Fierce Mary, City Center, and 1776 on Broadway, like those are yes. big, big, giant projects that are like amazing that you're able to do that and be a part of that. Yeah. I give mean, us some
1: scoop. I'll give you the scoop, <laughs> Sam. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, the clear transition moment for me again, like, I feel like I keep like not answering your questions, but like, I, I think that's the point. A no,
2: bit. we love that
1: on um, this podcast. Right, Jason? <laughs> like we love to talk about we, it. No, we do. We always get sidetracked. Good. Okay. Yeah. Then, then I'm going to lean into it. Um, I think it wasn't like a conscious choice for me. I think it was kind of like, I always sort of liked both. I mean, actually going back to like earlier like talking about how much theater I was around as a kid my dad always jokes that he like knew before I did that I was gonna like want to be a director because we would go see shows or like I would go see him in shows like he did Wicked for like half my life basically he's like done over like I oh I don't want to get the number wrong he's done over like 2500 performances of Wicked Wicked? I think he would notice that I would go to the show and like the first thing I would talk about after was like that I could tell that like that dancer was out. So they covered them with that dancer. And like, they actually had a different wig in that scene than the person that usually does it. And like, why is that? And like, I would like be talking about those types of things. And he always just like thought that was kind of interesting because I was like 12, but I was like, oh, noticing sort of like the movements of the, of the performers and kind of like the show as a whole versus like, I want to play Glinda one day, you know? Right.
2: Um, Right. First
1: of all, you know, obviously I could never (laughs) sing that since I'm a bass baritone, but (laughs) besides that, a bass baritone. I'm dead. Besides that point, I I think, anyway, so I always kind of like carried both interests. And then in college, I did a little bit of directing because I went to Syracuse and they have pretty good opportunities for like performance majors directing if they wanted to. And when I, the, the time that I came to New York, I think was like a cool wave of like, like Lila Neugebauer was getting really big. Rachel Chavkin was getting really big. Like there were kind of these like emerging off Broadway, like badass female directors that I like saw their work and like really, really liked it. And was like, why do I like these three plays? Oh, they're all like the same director. Like that's interesting. And And I started kind of like doing reach outs that way, just being like, I'd love to assist some of them or watch them or whatever. And, you know, you just like do your emails and hope for the best. Yes, being bold. Yes, you know, like you gotta do it. And eventually that led me to meeting Sammy Canold, who's this like amazing director that everyone should know about. She's like incredible. But she sort of just like graciously answered one of my emails. (laughs) It was like, I'd love to like have coffee with you. So I had coffee with her. And we like became kind of fast friends and she's how I ended up getting the job at ART um, because she had done some work there and like knew that they were looking for someone and had only met me like twice, but was like, you should apply. I think you'd be good for it. And kind of like one thing led to another there. And Sammy is who I ended up actually taking like two weeks off from ART. I like took vacation from ART to assist Sammy on Evita at city center So that's how Evita happened. And I think she had this amazing associate, Rebecca Aparicio, who's another like amazing director, badass lady. So I worked with the two of them on that while sort of doing ART. And then I think because of that, yeah, I think because of that, like that was a good sign to the folks there that I still was pretty serious about Productions too, like and wanting to to work in that way, and not just administratively how I had been, and I had assisted Diane Paulus at the A.R.T. on a smaller show. Right before that, it was like a cabaret and they needed an assistant director. And I kind of was like, I would love to do that because it's like, it wasn't like a Broadway bound situation. It was very much like, this is going to be a short term thing here. And I was like, this is a great way to like do that. And then that was a great experience. We worked together super well. So then when 1776 started getting into development and it was sort of clear there would be two assistant directors. So there's this amazing another amazing director, Brisa Arely Munoz, and she is one of the assistant directors and then I'm the other one. And theoretically that show is happening. It is, it is. It's not theoretical. I but mean, it's, the mayor said Broadway September. So, yeah. So that That's actually awesome. was yes. supposed to kind of be my like big finale at ART. I was going to like finish that and then kind of come with the production here. And that production has not happened yet, but I still plan to be a part of it when it does. We've done a reading, a workshop and like a virtual workshop of that. So I feel I've kind of half done that process so far.
2: I mean, that's incredible. Also, all of this whole story of everything you just said, all really sort of ties back to sending an email to Sammy. Like if you never sent that email because like maybe you were scared or like, yeah, just goes to show you like, you never know, just do everything I didn't know that Mary I had thought just by assuming mm-hmm. never ever asking you yeah. <laughs> I just thought that you had known her Mm-mm. through the theater community and that you guys were friends and that that's how like this all came to be but yeah. that
1: that's no I was like hi I think you're cool yeah she's amazing she's like a super badass no <laughs> but I
0: love I love how it just shows that there's a lot of people who work in this industry who are very kind and generous and yeah. will give you the time of day as long as you Obviously, have the work ethic like you did, right? But also have the initiative to like advocate for yourself and and yeah. not be afraid to reach out.
1: Totally. And also, I think it's like you. It's kind of like what they say about auditioning. Of like, you're it's so nerve wracking going into an audition. At the same time, like all of those people behind the table are like praying that you're the right person so they can like end their day and like cast yeah. the show. They're like, please, God, be right for this. Mm -hmm. it like doesn't feel that way but it kind of is true and I think it's like the same thing of like reaching out to someone like Sammy is like at first it was very much me like please do me this favor but I think like I'm proud of a lot of the work that I've done like with and for her and like Mm -hmm. to support that production you know and I think like it's great for both of us that like that email was right because like we have this great kind of like working relationship together now
2: yeah of course you did great work and obviously you would not be continuing to Get these opportunities if you weren't a superstar, which you that are. Nice All right, Sarah. you're such a superstar. You Thomas know, I, I always remember the story. Um, you, Winston, and I sitting at Brooklyn Barge, and you were like on your twenty fifth callback for this play. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? I do. I was thinking that today before the longest we got audition on. process of my life. How many callbacks did you get for this play? I think seven
1: yeah <laughs> Jeez. and I, and it the reason you probably remember it so viscerally is like every night at Havelina, i would get an email at like 11 p.m that was like great job today we'd love you to come back tomorrow but instead of these three parts that you were reading for how about these four completely different ones
0: cheers to that <laughs> mary you've accomplished so much already and obviously there's so much more for you to do where do you see yourself artistically in the next five years oh have you thought about that question
1: you know, I thought about it only since you've sent it, which is a bad sign because I feel like people should have five-year goals. But I, <laughs> I've been thinking about <laughs> it since like yesterday when I got this email. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't really know. I don't. I don't know where I see myself artistically. I think the the answer changes like every day. I think right now, just because of like what I'm currently doing, it, I feel like it's producing. But like, I can't tell if that's just because like what I do now, like most resembles that or if that's like what I want to do. And also, I don't know if like, I think what I want to do changes. Like I'm so type a. I'm like one of the most type A people I know. <laughs> I'm sure both of you are like, yes, absolutely. Uh, by the way, I, like handled the iPad when hosting. Um, yeah. <laughs> <turn> the <this> way <laughs> I would plan out tables is like, and there's a, a freaking- psychopath three hour wait list. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like you have to be kind of crazy to do that. But, (laughs) but I think because of that, I often think that what I want to do is what I'm good at. And I like try to resist that too. Cause I'm like, you can want to do stuff that you're like more passionate about. Like, I feel like in like a dream space, maybe I'd see myself artistically in like five years, probably directing, but like my brain tells me that it's producing because like those skills, I feel like I'm just like better at them. So like, I'm such a realist that like, that's, I think where I see myself. I mean, I hope so. I, I could be so lucky to see myself there. Yeah, I think I see myself following that path. And I think part of it is that I really like it. And I think part of it is that, <laughs> I, like, think that I could do it, and I, like, am so psycho that I'm, like, I want to do something that I can, like, s- definitely accomplish.
2: If, if you were <laughs> to, to sidebar, if you were to direct,
1: what is your, like, dream project to direct? I think it's, like, I think it's one that doesn't exist yet. Like, I think it's, like, a new play, like, a cool new play that I, like, find really important and interesting and like think that I have something special to contribute to and I think like that's what would make me want to direct again is like if there's something that I like want to direct that like like, you can't not
2: do it it's so
1: good and like I feel like if I do it it's like what it needs to be
2: okay Mary if you had to work your least favorite survival job for the rest of your life to have your dream artistic job for only three years and then have to return to that survival job. But like your ultimate goddamn dream, would you do it?
1: Well, I think I'm going to set like an unpopular standard because I think you're going to have a lot of artists on here. I'm not saying I'm not an artist, but I feel like you're going to have like artist artists, you know what I mean? That are like, that have more passionate answers to the questions you've asked me (laughs) so far that are going to say yes. Um, but I think I'm going to say no. And I think it's not because I don't like value my survival jobs. I like think that like, that is totally a way to live. That is like admirable and fine and great in some scenarios also, cause you can like clock in and clock out, which I think is like so underrated. Um, but I think because I don't have such a clear dream for myself and also because I like, have been lucky enough to be working consistently in theater but not in like a dream space if that makes sense like yeah I would rather sort of continue to do this type of thing than and and like never have that kind of like three-year dream moment but to sort of be like consistently in the space for a longer period of time and still fulfilled yeah I mean and you know there are like months go by where you're like well I'm not feeling that way like feeling fulfilled artistically but I think like I've just been lucky to kind of be consistently like working in theater so I think I would rather continue to do that kind of thing um be it in like a not sort of dreamy position than like the ultimate dream and then back to like nothing like not at all related
0: yeah I, I I totally agree with you like I can't imagine like having I'm, like, I'm, like I'm gonna like die early, but like I can't imagine like living mm-hmm. to like 90 and only like that's living true. your passion if, for three years. To bring like, it
1: back to murder, if you had like a guarantee <laughs> of dying super early, then I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> then I would. Yeah. Then I would say yes.
2: It is a tough question. I don't know how I would answer it. I to wonder how that's an answer. If if somebody was like Samantha, you are Olivia Benson for three years, like I don't know. Maybe I would say yes because that wow
1: that's right. Amazing. See, like, you're someone that I, I, I would think <laughs> that you would say yes.
2: And then going back to, like, yeah that anxiety, yeah. sadness, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's a hard question, but I love it.
1: <laughs> it's a really it's a good question, though. I'm going to start asking people that just, like, on a daily basis.
2: Please send us some answers. Report back. We'll share
1: them. Yeah, we'll you do a special do it, episode. Like, um, you should do it, like, in, um, in My Favorite Murder. They do, like, a thing called, like, mini where they do, like, hometown murders where people, like – record like their hometown murders and then they just play them and you could have people submit their answer to that question.
2: I love that oh, idea. Yeah. Mary, See, do you want to be the third <laughs> co-host? We'll add you <laughs> sure. into the sketch. <laughs> we'll call yeah, Lizzie. Give me we'll a, add you yeah. right in.
1: <laughs> you know, you could like have people like send that in. Love it. I'll just start recording people when I ask them. And yeah. I'll and then those. please send it sorry. over to
2: survivaljobs at gmail.com. I'm sorry. Yeah. Survival pod at gmail.com. Thank you. You have to make the other one an email now so that you
1: can get all the
2: ones that... All right, I'm going to do this as all, get soon them all. as we hit end. Okay. So yeah, I think we're coming
0: to the oh, close of our close. interview. Do you have a grand but well, we have two. We have two okay. we have finales. No, we
2: have a really fun uh, game. We have I a really fun hit.
0: game, yeah. Okay. I was going to ask you, and you might have answered this already, but I was going to say, what are you most proud of accomplishing so far in your young career? Your young but vibrant career?
1: Honestly, I think it was... My three years at ART, I just, I just sort of, I almost said retired. I just finished <laughs> my, a three-year sort of stint um, at the American Repertory Theater, and it was like the hardest three years of my life but also like the best. And I learned more than I think I ever could. And I met like the best people I like loved everyone I worked with there so deeply. But I think that like un- being an assistant is like the hardest job in any industry. But I think like oh gosh, there yeah. is something about the entertainment industry that like, it is very hard because there's no, you know, there's like no, lo- it's lawless out there. Like there's just like, you're working all hours of every day in all the time zones at once. And there's 25 things happening for today and three things you should have done yesterday and like 25,000 things that are like coming up within the week. But then you also have to be thinking about like a month from now. And it's just like the way that my brain kind of like expanded and like the amount of things I like learned in that period of time. And the fact that I like stuck with it, to be honest, um, not because it was like something that I think... I think I shouldn't have like I I'm just like proud of myself for like doing very well there and also like maintaining a pretty positive attitude my coworkers are probably like laughing at me because I like cry a lot But like <laughs> it was like in a growth way you know and what you I mean also had um, to
2: relocate
1: yeah and I moved I had to move yeah. for it um away from like a city and friends I really loved and I like moved into an apartment by myself in a new city where I didn't know anyone and I like made a little life there for myself. So I think it's that. Big deal, it really is. Big deal, yeah. great people, like good
2: times. I applied no, uh, at a college for an internship at ART. <laughs> I did not get it. That <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, like the events internship. Yeah. I didn't get Mary, it.
0: You can apply again and Mary can give you a recommendation. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I don't think I wanna be an intern at 30, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mary, who's your dream collaboration?
1: Oh my god! I'm gonna end it with like the cheesiest answer ever. We love gonna, cheesy like, answers. It's gonna like bring us back to the beginning of our conversation tonight. We love um, that too. <laughs> we love it. I'm uh, yeah. It like for me, it like has to be my dad for sure. He always lo- he always jokes that like I'm gonna get to the point <laughs> where like. I'm producing or directing something and he comes in auditions and I say, I don't see him as the father for a show, <laughs> <laughs> but I actually don't. Yo, think that's that. so funny. <laughs> it's like, it's one of his, it's one of his go-to jokes, but I think it's going to be, I think he actually talks like one of his dream roles is Galileo. And there's a play that is like, I'm like embarrassed that I don't know it very well. Cause I think it's like one of his favorites, but he has like a daughter in it. And we've like talked before mm. about that, and and he always has wanted to do Galileo in like San Diego in like the open air theater at the Globe there, um, which is somewhere oh he God. worked a lot, like when I was a kid growing up. So I think it would be doing Galileo together, playing father and daughter at that theater in San Diego. I want
2: to sob.
0: I love that, that is so much. So nice. Gosh.
2: We love to end our episodes with a quick game just to bring it back to light funness because we get deep on here. I think we get deep.
0: We do. Do That's such a great last question, too, Samantha.
2: The collaboration. Yeah, I love that answer, too. Full circle. Bringing it
1: back to Tom McGowan. (laughs) <laughs> bringing it all the way back he'll have to listen i'll have to tell him he honestly would be a great guest he had some crazy survival jobs He he's on the new jersey boardwalk um, we would love to talk
2: to him give him our email survival at gmail.com I'll give him the email, <laughs> him the email. <laughs> okay switching topics quickly we okay. are gonna play a quick game would you rather <laughs> okay for addition
1: okay ching, ching. Oh
2: okay i'm ready (gasps) jason thank you so much for adding that okay mary all
1: right
2: here's a fun one would you rather bartend on cinco de mayo or bartend on
1: saint patrick's day um depends on the bar but I'm guessing it's like bartend on Cinco de Mayo at Javelina or bartend on St. Patrick's Day at a pub. Like it's probably the question. I think bartend on Cinco de Mayo just because I like making margaritas.
0: Yeah, I would say the same probably. Mary, would you rather A, and this is pre-COVID, so. Okay.
1: Oh (laughs) yeah, I would not do any of this right
0: now, (laughs) Would you rather A, eat off of a customer's plate once a week or B, eat family meal every meal of every day for the rest of your life?
1: Eat off the customer's plate once a week because I think that's basically what family meal is anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is right. Okay. Would you rather get a higher wage without tips
1: or keep the minimum wage but tips are the same? Um, tips. I want the tips.
0: Yeah. Would you rather rather? Would you rather <laughs> serve hungover? or serve a birthday party of kids having food fights?
1: Oh, serve hungover 5,000%. Remember what I said about children earlier? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Easy. That was the easiest of these so far for me. <laughs> the easiest. <laughs> Do you I would make other servers take tables with children.
2: Would you rather work on Christmas or work on Thanksgiving?
1: Um, Christmas, because I feel like Christmas you had christmas eve in the morning you've kind of like had christmas mm-hmm. whereas thanksgiving i feel like i'd be so bitter because you get there like 4 p.m when it's like yeah. still happening
2: yeah that's a great point
0: that is a great point oh when i worked at starbucks i'd always like you have to choose between christmas or thanksgiving and mm-hmm. i'd always choose thanksgiving because then you would mm-hmm. we close at two so then i would just like, oh i didn't work even think in, it in the about morning like
1: hours that's a good yeah. point too that's an excellent idea yeah, it's yeah. a good point. It's kind of the
0: same thing because you don't want to miss Christmas in the morning, but then like mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, everybody's cooking and stuff. So it's like, yeah. I can miss that. I
2: used to lie and say that I was like out of town for two weeks <laughs> and on a plane, you know? Wow, Mary, this was fun.
1: So <laughs> fun. And look, I was all nervous and it was such a good time. Did you have a good time? Mm-hmm. I did. I had a great time, mostly just like Aww. seeing the two of you. Thank, Thank you. you're beautiful... be such a great guest.
0: <laughs> Mary, what's coming next for you?
1: You know, Jason, we're gonna just vibe and hope yes. for the best. I love to yeah. vibe. Um, you know, next, I think I'm like in my next chapter, so I'm gonna stay open to possibilities and see. I don't know, see what see what sticks. Hopefully, something.
0: Let's ride that wave, girl.
1: Ride that wave, baby. <laughs> I love. I'm actually to gonna ride be the third
2: co-host on Survival Jobs. 5. Oh wow. yes, right. Obviously, catch <laughs> is getting made as we
1: speak. That's what's so, gonna happen. Yeah. How fun! And then,
0: Robin's gonna be editing all our episodes, so there you go. (laughs) Feel like we're
1: just we're inviting people one by one to hand off responsibilities.
2: This is like a prank, actually. We're inviting people as guests, but really, we're just assigning you guys
0: (laughs) tasks.
2: I'm great at Google Calendar, so great. Yes, I'm so happy. I mean, you got to the link. So example A of how great you are. I do all day. This (laughs) is
0: your your new survival job. Perfect.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mary, thanks so much for coming to talk to us. You're a superstar. We love you.
1: Thank you yes. for having me, you guys. You're the Mary,
2: best. Mary, you are the best, but can you give a promo shout out to BD cards, by
1: the way, and give us some oh, info on that? Oh my goodness. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. Speaking of survival jobs, my super amazing, talented, badass roommate, Bryn Dolan, who is the best person that I know, um, started her own business during quarantine um she's a visual artist she's an actress but she's a very great visual artist and has started a greeting card company called bd cards and you can find them on instagram bd cards and she makes custom cards she makes holiday cards stationery, anything you could dream of samantha has ordered by multiple the way cards.
2: i can personally vouch these cards are gorgeous
1: I love Um, that. One of my coworkers got me this card. This is a podcast, and no one can see it, but I can show both of you. Um, when I (laughs) left ART.
2: Wow, I love Uh, that. Yeah. And how funny that she made it in your apartment.
1: Yeah, and then she sent sent it it. to Massachusetts and then it got back to my apartment. But that is so thank you for prompting that, Samantha. Definitely please check that out. We always
2: love a survival job, and also those cards are perfect they really are
0: Mary where can people follow you if they want to catch up with you and see all the amazing stuff you're doing
1: oh sure okay I think I mostly use Instagram so uh, my Instagram is Mary Cynthia McG and also (laughs) bd.cards
0: yes
1: (laughs)
2: but no Mary it was so good to talk to you and we wish you nothing but the best and can't wait to be all together again not Serving queso. Yes, eating <laughs> queso. Eating,
0: eating queso yes. and wow, strawberry. Wow, you
2: guys jinx.
0: Strawberry mango margaritas.
1: Strawberry oh, Georges.
2: Wow, strawberry Yes. Rogers. See, I like the habanero white peach, but. <laughs> me too, that's my oh, favorite.
0: Too spicy.
2: With a splash um, of strawberries, excellent. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. Love you, Mayor.
0: So Mayor.
1: love you, this was so fun, thank you.
2: Don't forget to like, subscribe and follow Survival Jobs, a podcast and check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Survival Jobs Pod and on Facebook at Survival Jobs, a podcast.